Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Avraham Shor. Meseches Megillah has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Yassi Taub, Lezchus Rufur Shalema, Moshe Nachman ben Malka Miriam. Megillah Daftez Zayin. The Gemara says, Amr Ab Yoichanon, Vav de Vaizasa, the letter Vav, in the name Vaizasa of the Aseris Bnei Haman, Tzorch Lemimtecha Bizkifa. Most Mepharshim understand what that means is that you're supposed to lengthen the Vav. Kimardaya delivrais, which means like the oar that they used to use in the boats in the river Livrais. Rashi refers to this piece of wood as something that they used to use to make sure that there weren't dangerous things beneath the surface of the water. There is an opinion of the Rishonim that lemimtecha bezkifa does not mean to make it longer, like we're noyig, rather to make sure that it's not bent at the top, like a regular vav. That's the Ran and the Ritvaz Pshat. And the Rechaz Chaim, Hilchas Megillah, brings this Pshat B'Shem, the Ra'ah. My time, the reason the Gemara gives is Kulu B'chad's Kifa is the Kifu. All ten sons of Haman were hanged one on top of the other on one eights. The Gemara then continues and brings another halacha. Amr B'chanina Bar Papa, Darash Shubshila, Ish Kfar, Tamarta, Kalashiris, Kulan, Nichtavis, Ariach, Al Gabi, Levena. All of the shiris that are written in Tanakh are written Ariach al Gabi Levena or Levena al Gabi Ariach. The way that you write the words in, let's say, in the shiris Hayam is similar to the way that you lay bricks, meaning that the words are not on top of each other to form two columns. Rather, you leave spaces in between words and on top. And underneath those spaces, you'll also have words, just like the rows of bricks. Chutz mishirazu umalchi kinan she'ariach al gabi ariach levena al gabi levena. The Gemara explains that the way that the Aseres Bnei Haman is written is in two columns. My taima shaloite tekuma lemapalosan to make it as if it's impossible for them to escape. Now, interestingly enough, the Rambam doesn't bring either of these two dinim in Hilchas Megillah. He doesn't make any mention of either of these two halachas, not the din, that the vav devaizasa has to be either longer, or it has to be without the bent over part on the top of the vav, and he also does not bring the halacha that you're supposed to write the Aseris Bnei Haman in two columns. And the Magamishna asks, why doesn't the Rambam bring these two halachas? These are two dinim that are in the Gemara, it doesn't seem like anybody argues in them. Why would the Rambam be mashmit these two halachas? So the Biskarov in Perik Bey's Halachates of Hilchas Megillah gives an incredible pshat to explain the Shittas HaRambam. And he begins with the Halacha that the Rambam says when he's discussing the Dine Ksiva of the Megillah. The Rambam seems to paskin that a Megillah has almost all the Dinim of a Sefer Torah, Le'enyin, it's Ksiva, except for one exception. And it's that one exception that bothers the Briskarov. What the Rambam says is as follows. Ein koisvinus ha-Megillah elobidiyoi ala gvil oi ala klafka Sefer Torah. That is a list of things that the Gemara says Megillah needs like a Sefer Torah. It has to be written in ink. It has to be written on parchment. Utsricha sirtut ketera atzma needs sirtut, as we will talk about later. That's also a Gemara on our Amud. So you see that it has dinim similar to the dinim of Sefer Torah. At the end of the halacha, he tells you that al hanayar al If you wrote it on paper or an ur that was not tanned properly, If a guy wrote it or a pikiris wrote it, it's puzzle. One din he says in the middle though, which is ve'ein ha'ur shalot sarich ibud the skin, the parchment, the ur that you're writing the Sefer Torah on does not need ibud l'shma. By a Sefer Torah, you have to be ma'abi the ur, you have to tan it l'shma, which means l'shem, kedusha Sefer Torah. So asks the briskarov, why would the Rambam paskin that it has all Dine Sefer Torah except for this din? We understand why it has a Dine Sefer Torah that's a Gemara later on Dafyutes that says that a Megillah is called Sefer. Since it's called Sefer, we learn out Dinim from the Sefer Torah to the Megillah. So that's why it needs to be written on parchment, it has to be written in ink, and the people like Agoy and Apicurus are puzzled to write it. So why doesn't it need Ibud Lashma? Sefer Torah needs Ibud Lashma. And in actuality, in the Torah, in Archaim, Tafresh Tzarek Aleph, he brings B'Shem the Rabbeinu Tam, that since it's called a Sefer, you give it all Dine Sefer Torah, and it has to be Mo'obit Lashma. And that's the Shita of the Ramban in the beginning of the second parak as well. So that is his question on the Rambam. What's the difference between Ibad Lishma and all other Dine Sefer Torah? 
So in order to answer this question, the Briskarov introduces a Yisoyed that there are two separate Dine Ksiva in the Megillah. Din number one is that the Megillah is considered one of the Kisvea Kodesh. You have a Din Ksiva like all Kisvea Kodesh. The Gemara Baba Basar Daf Yudalid says, Sidran Shal Ksuvim, the order of the Ksuvim explains the order that they're supposed to be written. The Ksuvim are part of the Chof Dalit Sifri Kodesh. And one of the Ksuvim that's listed there is Megillus Esther. It's part of Ksuvim. And a Halacha Nafgamina from the fact that it is Kisvea Kodesh is the fact that we know that Megillus Esther's Metames Hayadaim. That's a Gemara we learned earlier in Dav Zayin. Because there's a special halacha that Kisvei HaKodesh are metamen Esei Adayim. It was actually a special takana the Chazal made that Kisvei HaKodesh should be metamen Esei Adayim because what people used to do is they would hide food that needed to remain tahar, like truma, together with Kisvei HaKodesh. They would say, Hai Kodesh Vahai Kodesh, and therefore they belong together. What happened was, though, that since it was with food, rats would come and eat the food and then destroy the Kisvei HaKodesh. So because of the bizoyan that was happening to Kisvei HaKodesh, they were masakin that the Kisvei HaKodesh should be metamen Esei Adayim. That way people wouldn't dare put their Kisvei HaKodesh together with the Truma. So I'll call upon him, there's a special halacha that Kisvei HaKodesh metamen Esei Adayim, and that is one aspect, one din ksiva that exists in Megillus Esther. However, there is another special din, a din misuyim in ksiva Megillah, that separates it and distinguishes it from other Kisvei HaKodesh. Number one, we see that it's called a Sefer, and it's called an Igeris. It has a special din, Ksiva, like a Sefer Torah. Other Kisvei HaKodesh don't have those dinim. And this second aspect that we find in Ksivas Megillah is, of course, only in order to facilitate being Yoitze Yidei Kriyas HaMegillah. Meaning to say, if you're lacking the special Tanoim that are learnt out from Sefer Torah, which all other Kisvei HaKodesh don't have, only Megillah has. So those unique dinim to Megillah... If you were to be lacking them in a Megillah, it would still have the Din Kisvei HaKodesh and would be Metameh Asiyadayim like all other Kisvei HaKodesh. It's just that you wouldn't be Yoytzeh, your Chi of Kriyas HaMegillah. You would also be Mekayim, the Halacha, before they were Mesakin. Mishum Eislasas Lashem Eferis Arasecha, that you're allowed to write Torah down. Up until that point, there was a Halacha that Dvarim Shebiksav Iyatar Rashoi Lo'imram Alpeh. Things that are Torah Shebiksav, which includes all the Chavtal Tzifer Kodesh, you're not allowed to say them by heart. They need to be written down. Now, being written in the form that all other Kisvei Kodesh are written, and without the extra Tanoim that the Megillus Esther needs to be written in order to be Yoitze, the Chi of Mikr Megillah, would be enough to get around the problem of Dvarm Shebiksav, Iyat HaRashoi Lo'imram Alpeh. Because there are two dimensions in the Megillus Esther. There is Megillus Esther that is one of the Chavdal Tzifri Kaidish, and there is the Megillus Esther that is necessary in order to be Yoytze Maichiv. So that, so far he's explained in one direction. Meaning, suppose you are lacking the unique dinim that you need in order to be Yoytze Yerchi of Mikra Megillah. It still has the din Kisvei HaKodesh and it's going to be Metamis Yadayim and have all of the dinim of Kisvei HaKodesh. He then goes and proves in the other direction as well. You can have a scenario in which it does not have the din of Kisvei HaKodesh but still has the other aspect that would enable you to be Yoytze Yerchi of Mikra Megillah. Which means that the two dinim are totally independent of each other. In order to be considered Kisvei HaKodesh, it does not have to have the special, unique dinim that the Megillah needs to have in order for me to be Yoytze Mitzvah's Mikra Megillah. It'll still be Metame Asiyadayim, etc. And furthermore, in order to be Yoytze Yerchi of Mikra Megillah, it does not necessarily have to be considered Kisvei HaKodesh. We can have something that may not be Metame Asiyadayim, it may not fit the criteria of Kisvei HaKodesh, and yet I still will be able to be Yoytze Maichiv Mikra Megillah. What's the raya to this? The first direction he assumes is true Menasvara, because why should the Megillus Esther be different than all the rest of the Chavtal Tzifer HaKodesh? So it's Pasha to him that in order to be Mekayim, the Din, Kisvei HaKodesh, and Vimetam Esayadayim, you don't have to have the special Tanoim that you need in order to be Yitzhak But what about in the other direction? 
how can we prove that there are times that a person could be Yoitzei Ischi of Mikra Megillah with a certain type of Ksiva that does not necessarily fit the bill of Kisve HaKodesh. So to that, he brings a Raya from the Sugya and Dafyutes. The Mishnah over there says, Let's say your Megillah was written on paper, So we know that it has to be written on parchment and in ink. Now the Gemara then goes and asks, Minolan. How do we know that your Megillah needs to be written on parchment and with ink? And the Gemara learns Shava Ksiva Ksiva. It says in the Megillah Vatikhtoiv Esther Hamalka, Aloshin Ksiva. And it says in a Pasuk in Yirmiyah, Vayyarilhem Boruch, Mi Piv Yikra Eleas, Koladvarma Elevani Koisev Alasefer Bidyoy. So just like over there in the Pasuk in Yirmiyah, which is referring to the writing of Megillah's Echa, we see that it says Basefer Ubidyoy, Megillah's Echa needed to be written on parchment and with ink. So we learn out from there that Megillus Esther also needs that type of ksiva. Because it says, Vatikhtoiv Esther. Now, as to Briskarov, we know that all Kisfei HaKodesh need to be written ala Sefer Ubidyoy. And that is learnt out from the Pasuk in Yermia because he was talking about Ksivas Megillus Echo, which is one of the ksuvim. And for that, we don't need a limud. We don't need to learn out to all other ksuvim that they need to be written ala Sefer Bidyoy. Because that's a gilui in the Pasuk in Yermia that ksuvim need ala Sefer Bidyoy. And there's no reason to distinguish between Megillus Echa and all other Kisfei HaKodesh. So why then do we need a special limud, a Ksiva Ksiva, a Ksiva from the Megillus Echa to Megillus Esther to tell me that it needs to be written on a Sefer B'diyoy? It's one other Kisfei HaKodesh. Says the Briskarov that from here you see clearly that there are two separate Dine Ksiva. There's the Din Ksiva of Kisfei HaKodesh and the special Din Ksiva of Megillah. And you see that even if the Megillah did not fulfill the requirements of regular Kisfei HaKodesh, had we not had Xerah Shava, then we would have said that the Megillah is still kosher to be Yoitze Yerchi of Mikra Megillah, even though it's not considered Kisfei HaKodesh. Without that Xerah Shava, it's clear that you wouldn't have had to write the Megillah Besefer Ubed Yoy. Now we know that all other Kisfei HaKodesh do need it. Allah Sefer Ubedyoy. So that means that in that Havimit, without the Xerah Shava, you would have been Yoytzir of Mikra Megillah if it was not written on parchment or it was not written in ink, even though this Megillah would not be Metamase Adaim. It would not be considered Kisfei HaKodesh. So we see both ways. We see that Kisfei HaKodesh could be called Kisfei HaKodesh and the Megillah is included in that even if it doesn't have the special term and you won't be Yoytze Yerchi of Mikra Megillah and we see that it's possible to have a scenario in which you'd be Yoytze Yerchi of Mikra Megillah even though it does not qualify as Kisfei HaKodesh. The Briskarov then goes and brings a beautiful raya from another sugya. In Davzayin, Shmuel says, Esther eno metames hayadayim. So Shmuel's shita is, that Megillus Esther, no matter what, is not metames hayadayim. The Gemara says, Lememra, desover Shmuel, Esther labaruach hakodesh nemra. Do you mean to say that Shmuel's shita is, that Esther was not written baruach hakodesh? Vahamar Shmuel, Esther baruach hakodesh nemra. We have another member from Shmuel, that Esther was said baruach hakodesh. What the Gemara means to say is that, just like in order for something to be considered part of Nevi'im, it had to have been written B'Nevu'ah, something to be considered part of Ksuvim had to have been said Beruach HaKodesh. And since we know that the Shita of Shmuel is that Esther was said Beruach HaKodesh, why would Shmuel say that Esther is not Metamese Yadayim? It's part of Ksuvim. So the Gemara answers, Nemra Likrois V'loi Nemra Lichtoiv. In order to be part of Ksuvim, it had to have been said Beruach HaKodesh, with the intention of being written down. It had to be Nemra Lichtoiv. It's not enough for it to be Nemra Likrois. Now Toisfis asks, what do you mean it wasn't Nemra Lichtoiv? The Mishnah says Beferish that Kara Alpeh Lo Yotze. If you read the Megillah by heart, you don't have a Megillah in front of you, you're not Yotze. So that means that the original Takana of Mikra Megillah was that it has to be written down. Answers the Ritva, of course, the original Takana was that it has to be written down. But, he says, that was only in order to be Yoytzi Yerchi of Mikra Megillah, so that it shouldn't be considered Kari Alpeh. But when it says that according to Shmuel, it was not Nitna Lichtoiv, it means that it was not said Baruch HaKodesh with the intention of writing it down and making it one of the Kisfei HaKodesh. So you see very clearly from the Ritva's Teretz that the two Dinim could be separated. And that's exactly how he's learning in Shita Shmuel, that Shmuel holds that Esther is not Metames Yadayim because it's not one of the Chavtal Tzifri HaKodesh. Because although it was said Baruch HaKodesh, it wasn't said Lichtoiv. 
even though it was said with the intention that when you read it, you should be reading out of some sort of Megillah. What Megillah is that? Not one of the Sifra Kodesh. It's not going to have the Kedush of Sifra Kodesh and it's not going to have the Din that it's Metamah Seyadayim, but it will be a Megillah that you can be Yitzir Chiv with. So that's another right, that there's a totally independent Din Ksiva that the Megillah has, just for the purposes of being Yitzir Yerchiv Mikra Megillah. Based on this, the Rizkarov also answers an apparent stira as to who actually wrote Megillah's Esther and when it was written. You see, the Gemara in Baba Basr, Tezvav, talks about all of the Sfarim and who wrote them. And it says that Anshik Knesses HaGadoyla, Kosfu Yecheskel, Dreyasar, Daniel, and Megillus Esther. Okay, so we know that the Anshik Knesses HaGadoyla wrote Megillus Esther. Now Rashi over there asks a question. He says, why does it say that the Anshik Knesses HaGadoyla wrote Yecheskel? I mean, why didn't Yecheskel himself write it? Why didn't Yecheskel write his Sefer on his own? Rashi offers a suggestion as to why Yecheskel wouldn't have written his own Sefer. He says it could be that Nevuah was not Nitna Likasev in Chutzlaret. So they had to wait until they came back in Teretz Yisrael and then the Anshikinesa Gdoyla wrote it. V'chein, says Rashi, Sefer Daniel, Shahoya Begoyla. Daniel was outside Eretz Yisrael. V'chein, Megillus Esther. So Rashi is explaining the Gemara Baba Basra that says that the Anshi Knesset wrote Megillus Esther. He has the same kasha they had by Yecheskel. Why didn't Esther write it? After all, she had Ruach HaKodesh. So he says the same terrets that he says for Yecheskel. He said by Yecheskel that Nevuah is not Nitna Li Kasi So by the same token... Ksuvim, which are written by Ruch HaKodesh, need to have been written in Eretz Yisrael. The Ruch HaKodesh was given, but not in order to be written down in Chutz Laretz, rather to be written in Eretz Yisrael. So we see from Rashi and Babasra that when was Megillus Esther written? It was written after they came back into Eretz Yisrael. Asks the Briskarov, he says, it says, B'sferish in Seder Oilam, Perk now we know that the Pasuk of Atikhtev Esther, the Gemara and Dafyut Testarshans, to be referring to Ksiva Samegillah. So we know that the Ksiva of Megillus Esther happened Al Yedei Esther, much before they went back into Eretz Yisroh. And such is Mavur in Rashi. In Megillus Esther, on the Pasuk, Vayichtev Mordechai Sadvarm Ha'ela, Rashi says, Megillazu, Kamoy Shehi, Shalach Lahem. And that was when they were still Begoyla. They weren't yet back in Eretz Yisrael. So we have a stira. Where was Megillus Esther written? Was it written when they came back into Eretz Yisrael, Aidei Anshe Knesset Gdoyla? Or was it written while they were still Begoyla? Either Aidei Esther or, or Aidei Mordechai. However, says the Briskarov, according to his Yisrael, we could be Miyashiv this beautifully. Because Einachanami, there is a Yisrael, like Rashi says by Yecheskel, that Nevuah was not Nitna Li Kasei B'chutz and so too, Ruach HaKodesh wasn't given to be written in Chutz Laretz. But that rule only relates to the Kisve HaKodesh aspect of Nevi'im Eksuvim. Because that's what the idea that it was written by or Ruach HaKodesh adds. It's considered part of the Chavdal Tzifra HaKodesh, Kolzman it was written, Al Yudei Nevuah or Ruach HaKodesh. Legabi, that halacha, you have to wait until you get back in Teretz Yisrael, because Nevuah and Ruach HaKodesh was not written Li Kasei B'chutz But that has nothing to do with the special din, Ksiva, that relates to me being Yoytzim HaChiv Mikra Megillah. That doesn't have to do with it's being Tolly and Ruach HaKodesh. The biggest riot to this, says Briskarov, is Shmuel's Shita. Shmuel holds that it was Bechlal not written in Ruach HaKodesh. It's Bechlal not part of the Kisvah HaKodesh. And yet, there is a Din Mikra Megillah, and it has a Din Ksiva, with special Dinim and rules. So the Sugi in Baba Basra is talking all about the Kisvah HaKodesh, who wrote each one of the Chavdal Tzifra HaKodesh. So we're, we're clearly addressing the Ksuvim aspect of Esther. So for that, you need to wait until you get back in Teretz Yisrael because it wasn't Nitna Likase Bechutz Laretz. So it was Anshik Netzach that did it, like Rashi answers. However, the Pasuk of Atichtoiv Esther is not talking about the Kisvei HaKodesh aspect. He's talking about the other Dinksiva. The Dinksiva is Megillah, which is a Dimbifnei Atzmai, in order to be Yoytzeh, the Chi of Mikra Megillah. And that was the following year, and it was written on Esther. She wasn't from the Anshik Netzach and it was written outside, not in Eretz Yisrael. With this, the Briskarov comes back to answer the Rambam that he started with. Remember, the Rambam left out one prat that a Sefer Torah has that a Megillah says the Rambam does not have. Everything else, the Megillah has to be done like a Sefer Torah. 
including being written on parchment, bidioi, it needs sirtut, it can't be written by goi or by an apikoiris. And the one exception is that the ur does not need ibud lishma. You do not have to tan it lishma like you have to a safer Torah. And the Mepharshim all ask, why is this din of Ibu Lushma any different than all the dinim that a Sefer Torah has? And we saw that the Rebbeinu Tam brought down by the Torah in Tafrit Sadiq Aleph actually paskins that it does need Ibu Lushma as does the Ramban. However, based on his Yisoid, the Briskarov says that we can answer the Ramam as follows. All of the other dinim, aside from the din Ibu Lushma, we can understand how the Rambam would learn that you need them based on the lima that the Gemara says on Dafyud Tess. The Gemara says that the Megillah is called a Sefer, and therefore it's governed by the rules of a Sefer Torah. Says the Briskarov that the fact that it has to be written on parchment and bidyoi, those are all functions of the Shem Sefer that a Sefer Torah has. The fact that a Sefer Torah needs Ibud Lishma is, as the Biskarov goes and proves from a Sugi and Sanhedrin Daf Memches, is a function of the Kedushas Sefer Torah. You need to be Ma'abadit Lishma because things that are Misham She Kedusha need Lishma. And since we explained by Megillah that the special Din Ksiva that a Megillah has, that second aspect which relates to being able to be Yoytze Yerchi of Mikra Megillah, has nothing to do with its Din Kisve HaKodesh, even if it's not metame sayyidayim, you still have all the halachas that it's called a sefer and it's called a nigeris and it needs special dinim like bidioi and beklaf. So we see that it has nothing to do with kisve akoidish. Do you see that it's possible to be called a sefer and have dinim like a sefer Torah without any kedusha sefer Torah? So of course, ibud lishma, which is a function of kedusha sefer Torah, can't be transferred to the halacha of Megillah. Because all we're learning out from sefer Torah is the dinim ksiva of a sefer Torah. But the kedusha sefer Torah, the Megillah certainly does not have. He says that the Ramban, who paskins that you do need ibud lishma, is because the Ramban's shita is that the halacha of Ibud Lishma, the Sefer Torah, is not a function of the Kedusha Sefer Torah. It's Medine, the Sefer Torah, not Medine, Kedusha Sefer Torah. So now the Rizkarov comes back to our Gemara. We started out with the question as to why the Rambam does not bring down the two halachas that are mentioned in our Gemara, namely the fact that the Vav of Aizasa has to be lengthened, and number two, the fact that the Aseres B'nei Haman have to be written in two columns. Says the Briskarov, these two halachas, what do they relate to? Are they shayach to the Kisvei HaKodesh aspect of Megillah? Or are they shayach to the special new din ksiva that Megillah has in order to be Yoytze Yerchiyuv? Says the Briskarov, I believe that this has to do with the Kisvei HaKodesh aspect. Because he says it's included in the Brisa that's talking about other halachas of how you're supposed to write Kisvei HaKodesh. Lav Davka things that relate to Megillah's Esther alone. So in Hilchas Megillah, the Ramam definitely is not supposed to mention it. Not only that, in order to be Yoytzir Chiv Mikra Megillah, you don't need to write the Vaisasa, the Vava Vaisasa longer. These halachas are part of the Mesoiris. How the Oisius are supposed to look, the Tzura of the Oisius, they're supposed to be bigger, they're supposed to be smaller. And how you're supposed to structure the graphical makeup of the page. And those are luchas. If you want to write it, me didn't kiss So if you don't write the Vavavaisasa longer, it won't be Matamasi Adayim. It's not going to be kiss So in Hilchas Megillah, it definitely doesn't belong. And to say that the Ram should put it elsewhere, and the Ram doesn't put all the halachas of how you're supposed to write the Sefer Torah, every single aspect of Messiris, that's supposed to be passed down from one generation to the next. That's what Messiris is. There's no place in the whole Ramam that he lists all of the, the letters that are supposed to be larger and the way that you're supposed to structure the Ksiva of the Sefer Torah and any of the other Kisvei HaKodesh. Another halacha that's mentioned in our Gemara, learned now from the Pasuk of Divrei Sholem Ve'emes, the Gemara says, Amr of Tanchum Ve'amri Lo, Amr of Asi Melamed Shetzricha Sirtut Ke'amita Shel Torah. Sirtut means the scratched lines that are made on top of Oisius to ensure that you write straight, that you're writing your lines of Oisius straight. Now Rashi learns that what does it mean that it needs sirtut ke'amita shel Torah? Rashi says ke'sefer Torah atzmoi sirtut alochal moish misinai. Rashi's shita is that a sefer Torah needs sirtut, and that is alochal moish misinai. And we learn out Megillah from amita shel Torah from the din of a sefer Torah. The words divrei shalim ve'emes teach us that emes means amita shel Torah. 
Toysfis in Menachis, Daf Lamed Beis, ask Akasha on Rashi from the Gemara later on Daf Yutes. The Gemara over there says, Amar Abchama Bar Guria Amar Rav, Megillah Nikr Sefer, it's called a Sefer, Venikris Igeris. Nikr Sefer, it's called a Sefer to teach us, Shem Tafra Bechute Pishtam Sula, that you have to sew it with Gidin of an animal. It's no good if you sew it with strings of Pishtan. So, like we mentioned earlier, there are certain things that le- are learnt out from the fact that the Megillah is referred to as a Sefer. Asks Toysfis on Rashi, Im Neima, the Din Sirtut the Megillah, Yalef, Mi Sefer Torah, if we learn out the Din Sirtut, like Rashi suggesting, a Divisholm Ve'emes means that it needs Sirtut like a Sefer Torah needs Sirtut, then why would you need a special Pusik of Divisholm Ve'emes? Ve'tepeklon the Nikr Sefer. Learn out the Din Sirtut also from the fact that it's called a Sefer. Just like the Din is learnt out from from a Sefer Torah, that you have to sew it, dafka with Gidon of an animal, we should learn out from the Sefer Torah that it needs Sirtut. So because of this question, Toysfis actually learns that a Sefer Torah does not need Sirtut. So what does our Gemara mean when it says, Divri Sholem Ve'emes, Melami Shetzricha Sirtut Ke'amita Shal Torah? Toysfis says that Amita Shal Torah refers to Mezuzah. Mezuzah does have a Din Sirtut, which is Allah Lomish Vesinei, that's a Beferish Gemara in Menachas Taflamid Beis, and that's why we need a special Pusik. Anything that's Doimit Sefer Torah, we can learn out from the fact that it's called a Sefer. But anything that a Sefer Torah doesn't have, you can't learn out from there. Sirtut learns Toysfis is not Allah that Sefer Torah needs, so therefore we need a Pusik to learn out from Mezuzah, a special Pusik, Divrishalom Ve'emes, to tell me that it needs Sirtut, Kamita meaning like mezuzah. Now the Biskarov, in a different piece, in Hilchas Megillah, wants to be meyashiv Rashi from Taisis Kasha. There must be a reason why, according to Rashi, it's not enough that we have a limud, that Megillah is called a Sefer, and we learn out dinam from a Sefer Torah, to tell me the din sirtut. And that's why you need a special limud. What is the Hezber? So he starts out by bringing the Rambam in Perik Bey's Halacha Tes, the same Rambam that we mentioned in the other piece, that starts with You're not allowed to write the Megillah using anything other than ink and parchment. So the Rambam starts out by telling you that you need to write the Megillah like you would write a Sefer Torah. And continues the Rambam and he says, So number one, you see already that the Rambam learns like Rashi. He learns that the Din Sirtut is like Torah, not like Mezuzah. He's learning out Amitashal Torah means like the Torah, Ketorah Atzma. And that's because the Rambam Shita in Perik Aleph, Hilchus Tfilin, Halacha Yud Beis, is that there is a Din Halacha Lomashmi Sinai by Sefer Torah that says that it needs Sirtut. Unlike Toysfis, that says that there is no such Halach Lomashim by Sefer Torah. But the question that bothers the Briskarov is the wording of the Rambam. There's something strange about the way the Rambam words this Halacha. Because Le'inyan the Halachis, of writing it on parchment and with Dioy, the Rambam's Lashon is that you have to write it Kis Sefer Torah. In Koisfin HaMegillah, Elo B'Dioy Alagvil Oy Alaklaf, Kis Sefer Torah. You have to write it like a Sefer Torah. Later on in Allah Aleph, the Rambam says as well, HaMegillah Tzricha Shetei Tfura Kula Atshiyiu Kol Oresei HaMegillah Achas Ve'ena Netferes Elo B'Gidin Kis Sefer Torah. You need to sew it using Gidin of an animal and not with Pishton like a Sefer Torah. However, when it comes to the din of sirtut, the lashon of the Rambam is utzricha sirtut ketoira atzma. After saying that you have to write it alaklaf and begvil, and with diyak kisefer Torah, then he says and also needs sirtut ketoira atzma. Why this shinui halashin? Says the Briskarov that it's clear from the Lashon of the Rambam that the fact that Sefer Torah requires Sirtut is not from the dinim of the Sefer Torah per se. Rather, it's a din that is said on Torah Atzma. Torah needs Sirtut in its Ksiva. The Sefer Torah doesn't have a din that it needs Sirtut. The Sefer Torah has other dinim. You have to sew it dafka with Gidin. It has to be written with Dioy and on Klaf. If it's not Klaf, then there's something wrong with the t- Shem Sefer Torah. But the Din Sirtut is Allah in Ksiva's Torah. When one writes Torah, you need to do Sirtut. Where can we prove this din from? Says the Rambam, a very interesting diuk. It says in the Rambam Perak Aleph Hilchas Tefillin Halacha Yud Beis Halacha Lomash Misinai Sheein Koisvin Sefer Torah Veloy Mezuzah Ela Besirtut. It's Halacha Lomash Misinai that you have to write a Sefer Torah or Mezuzah. It has to be written Besirtut. Avol Tefillin says the Rambam Einan Tzrichem Sirtut Lefit Shehein Mechupin. The reason why Tefillin doesn't need Sirtut is because they're covered. 
Now, wait a minute. If the reason why Sefer Torah and Mezuzah need Sirtut is because there's a special Allah Lamash Messinai, and that Allah Messinai does not exist by Tefillin, then why does the Ramam have to give me excuses why by Tefillin you don't need it because it's covered? Just say because Tefillin doesn't have Allah Lamash Messinai. However, according to the Yisoyed that the Rizkirov just said, that the Din Sirtut that you need by Sefer Torah is not because of its Din Sefer Torah. It's because Torah needs Sirtut. Anytime you write Torah, there's a Lach Mosh that you have to do Sirtut first. So both Sefer Torah and Mezuzah are Ksiva of Torah, and that's why they both need Sirtut. So in that case, Tefillin should also require Sirtut, because the Allah Lomosh is a universal Allah that whenever you write Torah, it needs Sirtut. That's why the Ramam has to say a special reason that since it's covered, it doesn't require Sirtut. The Rishkarev doesn't explain why that should make a difference, the fact that it's covered. But what he probably means is that when we say that you need to do sirtut to anything that has a din of Torah, what that means is that it's a halacha in any words of Torah that you're writing and will be read by somebody. Since tefillin remains covered in a permanent way, its whole kashras is based on the fact that it's covered. So it cannot be seen as Mesiris HaToyrah. Mesiris HaToyrah requires Sirtut when you give it over. The Gemara even says in Gitten Davav that if you just thumb write three words in the Torah, you're mukhiv to do Sirtut. So this is the aside of the Briskarov, that the Din Sirtut, according to the Rambam, is not a function of its Din Sefer, rather Torah needs Sirtut. Mamela says the Briskarov, it's understood why we can't learn out the Din Sirtut According to Rashi, from the fact that it's called a Sefer, you need a dash in a special Pasuk of Divrei Shalom Ve'emes, Ka'amita Shal Torah. The fact that it's called a Sefer teaches us halachas that it shares with Sefer Torah, things that are totally on the Din Sefer Torah that it has. But the Pasuk of Divrei Shalom Ve'emes is teaching us that the words of the Megillah are treated like Torah. They're Divrei Torah that can only be written with Sirtut. So it comes out, says the Briskarov, this is not a halacha in the Megillah per se, rather in the words that are written in the Megillah. They are divrei Torah that require sirtut. And he brings a very nice raya from the Yerushalmi in Perik Aleph. Halacha Aleph. And Yerushalmi learns two halachas from the fact that it says divrei shalom ve'emes. Number one, since it says divrei shalom ve'emes, and it says by Torah, emes keneva al timkar, it's like amita shal Torah, and just like Torah needs sirtut, so too Nagila needs sirtut. The second thing that Yerushalmi learns, mazu nitnali doresh, avzu nitnali doresh. Since the Megillah has a din of Torah, it's nitnali doresh. Now the fact that it's nitnali doresh is definitely halacha that's being said in the words of the Megillah, not in the chefts of the Megillah, in the sefer of the Megillah. And Yerushalmi puts this halacha together with the din sirtut. So you see that they have the same yisoid. The point of Divrei Shalom Ve'emes is, these are Divrei Torah. Meila, the Rambam is Miyushiv, and Shittas Rashi is also Miyushiv. The Gemara tells us that when Haman was told by Achashverish to bring Mordechai around Shushan on the Sus of the Melech, etc., Ozal Yasvi Rabbonin Kamei, he found that the Rabbonin were sitting in front of Mordechai, Umachvilahu Hilchis Kmitza L'Rabbonin. He was showing the Rabbonin Hilchis Kmitza. Why was he showing them Hilchis Kmitza? So Rashi says Hilchis Kmitza Doirish Be'inyane Shalyoim. Vishisha Asr Benison, Haya, it was the 16th day of Nisan. The day of Tezayin Benison is the day of the Tenufas Ha'Oimer. So the Minchas Ha'Oimer needs Kmitza. And Mordechai was teaching them the Dinim of Kmitza. And we have to try to understand what is the uniqueness of the Inyan of the Minchas Ha'Oimer that it was the Sugya that Mordechai was discussing at the time that the Hatzalah began. Because as we see in the Gemara later, Haman tells Mordechai, Asa Meloi Kumtza Kimcha Didchu, your Meloi Kumtza, your Kaimetz, came Vidachi Asara Alfei Kikri Kaspa Didi. So it's clear that it was the Inyan of the Minchas Ha'Oimer that saved us from the Gzeris Haman. Not only that, we see that Haman was hanged on this day, on Tez Zayin Benisan. So it's definitely not by chance that he was hanged on the day that Klal Yisrael brings the Minchas Ha'Oimer. Now what is the Hezber in this? So the first clue that we can use to try to understand this connection is the fact that the Arizal says that the word Oimer... That is, when it's spelled without the Vav, is the gematria 310, which is the same gematria as the word carry. Now, of course, this doesn't come as a surprise, because as we explained 
On the Yudam Abbeis, the whole idea of Haman, of Amalek, is Asher Karcha Baderech. Haman is called Asher Karahu, Ben Benoy Shal Asher Karcha. And what we explained is that the idea of Amalek, the idea of Haman, is to view this world as being run by Mikra. Mikra means that things happen on their own. Instead of being aware of the true cause of everything, which is Hashem Yisbarach, Amalek believes that this world runs on its own with the koiches of Teva. As we explained, that is the reason why Haman, the Gemara in Chulundav Kuflamites, brings down that the Remez the, to Haman, Minatoira, is from Haminha Eitz, which is the Pusik talking about the Eitz Hadas. Because, as we explained then, Alpidur Amchal and Rabbi Zikhover, there are two Mahalchem, there are two Hanhagas in the world. The higher Hanhaga, which is the Panemius, which is really the way things actually are, is the Hanhaga directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is called the Eitz HaChayim. The Eitz HaChayim is the Eitz HaToyra. The Eitz HaToyra is the perspective that the world is being run directly by Hashem. The lower Hanhaga is called Teva. It's something which Hashem Himself created, but it leaves room for people to make the mistake that it's running on its own. And Adam Marishin, when he ate from the Eitz Hadas, he brought down the entire world with him. The world is no longer now in a state of Tikkun, where we can see directly the Hanhaga of Hashem. The world now appears as if it has its own existence and runs on its own. It runs on Teva. Just like eating from the Eitz Hadas changed man himself. Adam Arishim became a Bria that instead of only having the Ratzin to do the Ratzin Hashem, he mixed in other Ritzinus into his Metzias. He lives now with the facade of Yesh and Ani. So just like the Bria looks like it exists on its own, man also feels a false sense of self. As we explained, based on the Bnei Yisachar, Hanachash Hishi Ani, Yesh and Ani. And we explained that this is the reason why Prior to the Chet, the Adama was moitzi gluskois, it was moitzi bread that's ready to be eaten. But after the Chet, the Tvua has to be processed. It needs man to come and perfect it because there is kash. We explained then kash is the psoilus that got mixed in al the Chet of Adama Rishon. And kash, of course, is Begematria 400. That symbolizes the Arba Mes Ish Imoy that come together with Esav. Esav is actually referred to as kash v'hoya beis Yankov Eish u'beis Yosef l'hava u'beis Esav l'kash. And that's because Esav stands for all of the evil that exists in the world. He is Shav Shabarasi Ba'ilami. He is Shaykh to the world of the Chet, of the Eitz Hadas. And there are actually two things that we find in the Yalkut and Pashas Tazria that symbolize man's need to perfect the world that's imperfect. Because over there it's recorded the famous conversation that takes place between Ternus Rufus Arosha and Rabbi Akiva. He asked Rabbi Akiva, if Hashem wanted you to be Nimoil, he wanted Mila, why didn't he create you that way? So Rabbi Akiva shows him wheat and bread, and he said, which one is better? He said, of course the bread is better. So why didn't Hashem make bread? The answer is that we need to perfect the world. So by the same token, we have to perfect ourselves through Mila. And what's very interesting is that the Medrash tells us in Vayikra Rabba, Parsha Chavches, Al Tehei Mitzvah HaOimer, Kalo Be'inecha, Shari B'zchus HaOimer, Yorash Avram Es HaOretz. Shenemar Va'ates Brisi Tishmer Zehu Bris HaOimer. Now we know that Va'ates Brisi Tishmer is also a reference to Bris Mila. So it seems that Avram Avinu was Yorish Eretz Yisrael, both because of the Zchus of Mila and because of the Zchus of the Oimer. Why is that? The answer is because Chazal tell us that Adam Arishin was Noilad Mohu, and after the Chet, he was Moshech Erlosoy. The Erla symbolizes the Chatzitza between us and Hashem. The Chatzitza that came al Yedei the Chet of Adam Arishin. And as we explained already, that Amalek is misnaged, he has a special opposition to the Indian of Mila, he takes the Milas and Izarka and Klape Mala. And he says, We've already mentioned that Molik Vaizanev Bicha Kola Nechsholim Acharecha Hanechsholim is Oisius Nochosh Mila. Because Amalek gets his koyach from the Nochosh who brought about the chet of the Eitz Hadas. Why is that a reason that we're Zoyche to Eretz Yisrael? Because as the Ramban says in the end of Parshas Achrimois, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Mapul Goyrolois, Klal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael were Noflu to the Chelek of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
and the rest of the lands and the rest of the Umois were noifel to the ayin, to the shivim sarim o el yoinim. The shivim sarim o el yoinim symbolize the lower hanhaga because the sarim are malachim, malachim are shluchim. The pshat in a shliach is that you don't see the mishaleach. There is room for toys to think that the shliach is acting on his own. Masha'enkain, we, Klal Yisrael, are zoicha to a direct hanhaga from Hashem. That's why it's possible for us when we're zoichet to have even nisim geluyim. We can have ani Hashem v'loy ha-shaliach. Because like the Pesach says, Yaakov chevel nachlosoy. And that's why we can be zoichet to Eretz Yisrael, which is ene Hashem alikecha boy meireishis ha-shonah v'ad-ach Eretz Yisrael is a place where you can feel the hashgacha directly from Hashem. And the Lashem that the Ramban uses to describe this beginner, this idea, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Adoin HaAretz. Because he says in Chutzel HaAretz, even though everything is really from Hashem, but there's not Tahara Shlema, because of the Misharsim HaMoshlem Aleha, Va'amim Toyim Acharei Sarehem, Lavoy Gam Oisam. So when we do Milam, we show that our Guf is Kaddish, there's nothing being Chutzetz between us and Hashem, we're a Shayach to Eretz Yisrael. Says the Maral, over here in the Ar Chodesh, in Perik Vav, that the whole idea of bringing the Minchas HaOimer is to show that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Adoin HaOretz, like the Lashon of the Pasuk in Yeshua, to show that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mani Ges HaOilomoy. Teva does not run by itself. And that is because as soon as we come into Eretz Yisrael, and every year before we partake in any Tevua, we have to show that even though Eretz Yisrael was not like the Anhaga that was in the Midbar with the Mon and the Ananiya covered, where it was clear, it was Nisim Geluyim, it was clear that Hashem was running everything. Rather, even when we came into the Eretz Yisrael, we're, we're going to have to do... Harisha, Zriya, Ktsira, the entire process that Adam Rishon didn't need, the entire process that's a symptom of Adam Rishon's Chet, even that all comes from Hashem. It's the ultimate removal of the Chatzitza that this world now presents, al the Chet of Adam Rishon. After the Chet, it makes us feel in this world like we're accomplishing something, and that we have our own existence, and there's more than merely Hashem's Ratzin. And the Tachlis of Minchas HaOimer is that before we begin that whole process, we make a proclamation through the Minchala Shem that it's Hashem that's doing everything. He's Adoin HaOretz. Teva also comes from Him. And as the Maral says, we've mentioned this as well, Adoin HaOretz refers to the Shem Adnus. The Shem Havaya is Hoya Hoya Vaviyya. It's the Shem that brings about Nisim Gluyim. But we have to recognize that even Teva comes from Hashem. And that's the whole message of Purim. So there were two things that changed after the Chet of Adam Arishin, Adam himself and the Aretz. As we've already explained, after the Chet, Hashem gave a klolot to Adam, and the Adama was Arura Ba'avurai. It says Arura Adama Ba'avurecha. It's going to be Koitz Vidarda Tatzmiachloch. Mila is Misakin, the Kilkel that happened in Adam, and Minchas Oimer is Misakin, the Kilkel as it happened in the Aretz. And the Sfasemis actually speaks this out. He says, based on the Gemara and Chulam, and it's trying to explain why it is that the Mapolo of Haman came on the day of Minchas HaOimer. So he says, the Gemara and Chulam says, Hamin HaEitz is a remez for Haman. So you see that the Koyach of Haman comes from the Chet Eitz Hadas. The Korban HaOimer hu levare es hapsoilis shenitztaref al he says it's a tnufa v'harama lasis hatvua letvua mizukekes. But he means I did this hakara that the Aral is talking about that Hashem is adoin haaretz. That's what could make the tvua into tvua mizukekes, and that's why there was a special mitzvah in the Minchas Oimer to sift the flour with thirteen napas. They had to sift it thirteen times because there's a special hadgasha in this mitzvah to get rid of the kash. And this is actually the reason why we begin Sfiras HaOimer on the day of the Oimer, because we count from the Havas HaOimer 50 days until Kabbalah Satayra, and we explained that Haman gets hanged on a tree that's 50 Amas high, because he's misnagged to our being Shaykh to the Indian of the number 50. Remember, Torah is Arucha Me'eretz Mida. Mida is Rigmatria 49. Teva is 49. 50 is beyond Teva. Teva is 49 because 7 times 7 is 49. And 7 always symbolizes Teva. Because Hashem created the world in 6 days and Shabbos. That's 7 days. That's Teva. Beyond that is Yoivel. Beyond that is Torah. 
And each one of the 50 days starting from the Avos HaOmer is another step in perfecting ourselves in this perspective that Hashem is running the world until we finally get to Aniyah Marti Alihimatem Uvnei Elyon Kulchem that happens by Matan Torah with a complete tikkun of the Chet of Adam Arishin. And that is when we bring the Shtei HaLechem. We're able to recognize that even Lechem comes from Hashem. Up until that point, the entire year, you're not allowed to bring Lechem, any Chomets, on the Mizbeach. And that's because Se'or is always Meramez on the Indian of the Yetzirah. The Gemara says in Brachis, Se'or is a metaphor for the Yetzirah because when you put Se'or into dough, what happens is that it rises it gives the facade that it has its own mitzias, similar to the way the Yetzirah works, Hishiani, Yesh, and Ani. But when we fully come in touch with the fact that even Teva is Hashem, we fully come in touch with the fact that even everything that we do comes from Hashem. We can actually say the bracha of Hamoitzi Lechem Min Haaretz. So when we're not with the, the complete perspective, then Sa'ar acts as a chatzitza between us and Hashem, so Loisaktir Mimenu Ishal Hashem. But... Once we perfect ourselves at the Shar Hanun by Kabbalah Satoira, we could bring the Shteya Lechem because we are fully aware that there is no other Metzias other than Hashem and even everything that we do comes directly from Him. And this is also why we refer to the Sphere Sa'imer as beginning Mimachras Hashabbos. We know that Chazal tell us that Mimachas HaShabbos means from the day after the first day of Pesach. Because the first day of Pesach is referred to as Shabbos. Shabbos is Me'ein Olam Haba. It has nothing to do with Olam Hazeh. So the reason why Pesach is called Shabbos is because everything that happened on Pesach happened Mitzido Yisbarach from Hashem Himself. It was Nisim Giluyim. The whole idea of Sfira Sa'imer though is to start Mimachas HaShabbos. The next day... After that ur is taken away and try to come in touch with the fact that our everyday life, including teva, including things that we do, is all from Hashem. The mushal that's given for Sphere Sa'imer is like a person who is walking in the darkness, he can't find his way through the darkness and he needs to know how to get to the next town. Suddenly there's a bolt of lightning. And for a split second, everything is clear. He sees everything around him. He knows exactly how to get to the next town. But then the lightning goes away. And he has to find his way through the darkness. But that lightning helped him because it gave him a vision of where he has to go. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was a giloy. Ani v'loi malach, ani v'loi saraf, ani v'loi hashaliach, ani Hashem v'loi acher. That's the Ani Havaya, the Shem Havaya, which brings about Nisim Geluyim. But we need to discover Adoin Haaretz. We have to f- discover that Havaya who are like Him. This is also the reason why it says in the Pasuk of Yeshua, Vayishpes Hamon Mimachras, that a Mimachras HaShabbos, the day after Pesach, the day that they brought the Minchas HaOimer, the Mon stopped falling. Ba'achla Me'avur Haaretz. Because the idea of the mon is a ruchnius type of food. It's Chazal tells us it's the lechem shemalachim hashores oichlin. The mon had no psoilus whatsoever. That's why it's referred to as lechem hakloikil. There was no psoilus. The person was not moitzi psoilus from the mon. The mon was shayach, like we said to the higher hanhaga that they had in the midbar nisim geluyim. But the passage that takes place mimachras hashabbos is supposed to be one in which we now have the artzius, we have artzisrol, but we recognize that it's all Hashem. And that's why the Chassam Soifer says that there's an incredible remez in the words of Ayishpei Samon Mimachros. Who was it that was killed on Tezayim Benison? Haman. Ayishpei Samon Mimachros. It's a Chassam Soifer. And now we understand the oimik of this remez. Because the whole essence of Amalek, the whole essence of Haman was to be koifer in Hashgacha, in Havayahu Alekim, in Adoin Haaretz, and to maintain the facade of Mikra, of Teva, he's the Zvuv, that's Yoshev al Shtei Alev, and he changes the Tage, the Dalit, into a Resh, the Dalit of Hashem Echad, into Loisishtach Vele'el Acher, resulting in the Koitz Vidar Dar Tatzmiach the problem with the Tvua, which is why we have Mocham Al Hashem Ba'amalek Midar Dar. This is all we've been discussing since Taf Yud Amid Beis. As soon as Tes Zion of Nisan comes, and we're finished with the Nisim Geluyim, we're ready to declare Hashem as Adoin Haaretz, we're ready to see Hashem Betoicha Hester, there is no longer any Kiyam for 
Haman. Haman And this is actually the reason why the Minchas HaOimer is the same exact shear as what fell by the Mon. It was an Asiris HaEifa. The Oimer is an Asiris HaEifa. An Oimer of man fell for each person, Oimer Lagul Goilis, because the Karban HaOimer was there to extend the lesson of the man into this world. So the man brought about a certain awareness that one had, but that was a Lamailomidar Chateva type of awareness, and now the Karban HaOimer brings it down to this world. Once we understand that the Oimer is here to get rid of the Kash, the Psoilus of this world, the 400 that symbolizes the Koiches of Esav Arbameis Ish Imoy, and of course the Geula from Mitzrayim, which was a Tikkun of the Chet of Adam Arishain, and it was 400 years long. As the Gemara in Psachim also says on Tzarek Dalid that the size of Mitzrayim is 400 by 400 parsa, which is actually Negei Lamaisa. The Ramah Hilchas Molochim Perikei says that when a person is not allowed to return to Mitzrayim, the area that it's usher to go to is 400 by 400 parsa. And the Yalkut Shemoni says in Parsha's boy that the palace of Pare had 400 Psachim. This is all the Shlemus of the Koiches Hara. Now the Zoyer says in Parsha's Chayisara that Avram Avinu bought the Ma'aras HaMachpela for 400 shekel kesa because he was being kinda 400 almond dechsifen shemanchil uchol tzadik v'tzadik. Apparently, the Zohar is saying that there are 400 worlds, oilamois, of kisufen for Hashem that Hashem gives each tzadik. So it makes sense that the shleimus of Olam Haba is 400 because it's Zekineged Zed. It's Kineged the Koychas The problem though is that we know Lahan Chaloyeve Yesh. The Mishnah tells us in the end of Uktzin that Akarish Baruch is Asid Lahan Chelochot Tzadik Vitzadik Shloish Meis Vasor Olamis. 310 worlds. So is it 310 or is it 400? Reb Tzaddik in the Preet Tzaddik says that it's not a question because he says that really it's 310 Oilamis, the Tzaddik himself is part of those 310 Oilamis because he actually has a complete fusion with those Oilamis. Tzaddik is Bigamatria 90, 90 plus 310 is 400. What else is Bigamatria 310? Oimer, the word Oimer, like we said before, not only is it Begamatria carry, which is because it fights the Koyach of Amalek, which is all about Mikra, the Oimer is Begamatria Yesh, it's 310, Kenega the 310 Oilamas that the Tzaddik will be Noichel. And that's of course because he's Mizgaber and the whole Indian of Yesh, Yesh and Ani. Feeling his own existence. The tzaddik who's misbattled himself to a Baruch Hu, as we explained on Daf Tezvav, the whole Indian of the Levana, once a person is mevatl himself and he allows himself to be a complete mekabel, he does not try to feel his own existence, he recognizes that his way to complete his ex- existence is through complete his batlus, then he can be zoichet to be on the same level as mashpia, which is why when he gets the 310 Eilamas, he gets existence. Lahanchil Revai Yesh. So Purim is really a glimpse of La'asid Lavoy. And that's why Purim is never going to be in his battle, even when all the other Yom Toivim are going to be in his battle. Because the Giloy of La'asid Lavoy is the Giloy of Hashem Echad, Ushmoy Echad. It's when the Ar Alavone is going to be Ka'ar Hachama. It's when the Aretz is going to be Moisi Gluskois. It's, it's when it's going to be Mola Kol Ha'aretz Deyas Hashem Kemayim Liyam Mechasim. May we all be zoiche to see this incredible giloi b'mheira v'yamenu. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.